0: The Public News Service Join Newscast, April 7th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an outsized impact on Black and Latino communities in Michigan, including when it comes to college plans.
1: A new report from the UCLA Latino Policy and Politics Initiative finds nearly a third of Black and Latino students canceled their plans to start college in the fall of 2020, a much higher rate than for white students. Dan Hurley with the Michigan Association of State Universities says that's reflected in Michigan as well. There's been an enrollment drop-off, especially for low-income, first-generation, Black and Latino students. He hopes to see more outreach and support to communities' higher education goals going forward
0: encouraging them to enroll in higher education and once they are enrolled to provide them with the financial support, the academic support, the advising support to make sure that they stay in college and complete
1: their degrees. The study notes that in 2021, the vaccine rollout cut the share of students across racial groups canceling their college plans in half. But the rates for black and Latino students were less impacted as nearly 45 percent cited change in income during COVID as the reason for their canceled plans. I'm Lou Bolke reporting.
0: Michigan has made bipartisan strides in increasing affordability of community college with the Michigan Reconnect program, offering free tuition to those 25 and up who want to return to school in their community. And just months after pharmaceutical companies raised the price of more than 800 prescription drugs, nearly 104,000 folks in Virginia have signed petitions urging Congress to prevent future unexpected price hikes. The American healthcare company GoodRx reports the average cost of prescription drugs has risen by about two and a half percent since the pandemic began. David DiBiase with AARP Virginia says the cost of prescription drugs has significantly outpaced the average inflation rate in recent years.
1: If consumer prices had risen as fast as drug prices had over the last 15 years, a gallon of gas would now cost over $12, and a gallon of milk would be over $13.
0: Pharma companies argue the high costs support research and development on new prescription drugs, but DiBiase points out that America's tax dollars actually fund a significant amount of that R&D work. This is Jonah Chester reporting. Now from Reuters, the U.S. targeted Russian banks and elites with a new round of sanctions on Wednesday, including banning Americans from investing in Russia. That in response to what President Biden condemned as major war crimes by Russian forces in Ukraine. Reuters reports the new sanctions hit Russia's Spurbank, which holds one-third of Russia's total banking assets, and Alpha Bank, the country's fourth largest financial institution. The U.S. also sanctioning President Putin's two adult daughters. This is PNS. For states like Minnesota to make big gains in reducing poverty, their safety net needs to be more robust. That's according to a new report highlighting disparities residents around the state are experiencing in elevating themselves from hardship. Minnesota's
1: official poverty rate is 8.7% below the national average. But University of Minnesota researcher Angie Ferdig says when you dig deeper, there's broad levels of unevenness. Ferdig says her report confirms BIPOC residents have much higher poverty rates than white residents and that existing support systems only help meet basic needs.
0: A lot of people believe that Minnesota is a very generous state in terms of its safety net. And that's generally true. However,
1: there are lots of things that we could do better. The report calls for state action, such as expanding eligibility for SNAP benefits to help all families prosper. Despite a large budget surplus, it's unclear if boosting various forms of assistance will happen under a divided legislature. I'm Mike Mowen.
0: The new report looked at 2019 data and calls for a statewide commission to end poverty. And groups raising awareness about a ballot initiative in Maryland to legalize adult use of recreational cannabis. The State House and Senate voted last week to pass House Bill 1, which put a constitutional amendment for adult use cannabis on the November ballot. They also passed House Bill 837, outlining policies if voters approve the measure. Olivia Nagel is with the Marijuana Policy Project.
1: Cannabis prohibition is a failed policy, and I think voters recognize that. Polling has consistently shown that a majority of Marylanders support legalizing cannabis for adults. So I'm really happy that they're going to finally have their voices heard on the ballot in November.
0: Opponents say marijuana is a dangerous drug that should not be encouraged. Studies have shown it can be regulated safely. Finally, our Eric Galatas tells us burning fossil fuels at the current rate expected to produce mass extinctions and other catastrophic outcomes. But a brighter future is possible if large-scale action is taken within the next three years.
1: Greg Findlay is a lander-based climate instructor at the online school Terra.do. He says Wyoming is in a great position to build out clean energy infrastructure.
0: You can't outsource jobs installing solar and wind and building transmission lines. Those are jobs that could go to local people and could have a real impact on the economy and the workers here in the state of Wyoming.
1: The latest Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report says greenhouse gas emissions must reach peak levels within three years and then decline by at least 50 percent by 2030 in order to keep temperatures from rising to dangerous levels.
0: This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member and listener supported heard on radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.